1: Oh,
2: here's country. See, at the beginning, I thought it was gonna be, like, classic
1: rock. It is classic rock. Right? That's a James gang. Oh. That's as classic as it gets. Is it? Uh-huh. Oh. I know where you go. Something like that. Oh, mm, interesting. Very big hit.
2: Well, Cecil, it's good to see
1: you. Uh-huh. I was in a gang when I was a younger man. What? Uh-huh. Down in South Georgia. What kind of gang? There's a rural farm gang. <laughs> they controlled all the corn and and peanuts in South Georgia. Really? Uh huh. You couldn't sell a styrofoam cup of bold peanuts without going through us. I feel like that's like a union, no? Uh-huh. It's not really a uh-huh. gang, is no, that? No, no. We, we handled shit. <laughs> we handled our business, put it that way. Did
2: everyone know that they were in a gang uh-huh, or only well, you?
1: <laughs> no, it was me and a few other boys. Anybody try to open up a bowl peanut stand or. Yeah. You know, the farmers markets have your corn. We, gotta, we got we wet our beak on every single one of them boys. Oh, wow. Uh-huh.
2: That sounds a little shady and kind of right. mean. But
1: put it this way. I ain't, I ain't paid for a peanut since. Wow. Uh-huh. I, guess, I still know people. Okay, well, uh-huh. I, where are you going? You, you're know, shuffling. i to be hungry. Okay. Uh, yeah. Where's my peanut butter? <sighs> Charge your tax on that. Boy.
0: Be sure to use a, a spoon this time. Oh, i use my finger. Come on, buddy. Hi, is- Ted. Hey. What's up, boo? Hi, there boo. Here we go. What's going Hi. on? Hi. What's going on?
2: Well, you know, I have...
0: Little Cecil there.
2: Yeah, Talking he's... about the days of... Uh, <laughs> yeah, he said he was... Uh,
0: <laughs> he was kind of like the South Georgia version of organized crime. Wow. to him. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I can't imagine a farmer's um, gang... But mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Like, I bet there is a farmer's mafia.
0: Yeah, probably. You
2: know, like, I get to grow this. If you grow what I'm growing, mm-hmm. buddy, we'll meet in the barn. Yeah. It, instead it, of, like, you know, a bar. Yeah,
0: it'd, it'd be a shame <laughs> if, if a bunch of locusts or disease were to ravage your crops. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. It'd be a shame if that happened.
2: It would be a shame.
0: So you might want to join our neighborhood protection Organization.
2: Oh God! Pay
0: those dues.
2: Terrifying mm-hmm. to all those in a farmer gang,
0: tractor boys. Just stop and- <laughs> Here they come. <laughs> What's popping off, Boo?
2: Boo! It's a beautiful, glorious day. It is. I am just thrilled to be here, mm-hmm. talking to you. Yep. I'm starting my timer. Start
0: your timer because
2: it's <laughs> ten minutes of catch up. Ten. I ten. <laughs> I sometimes get weird accents, and you then do. It, yeah, it's odd. Mm-hmm like I'll I'll get very like hello yeah. you know or I'll get a little new yorky I get a little new yorky or I go real weird and uh-huh. whispery yeah. I don't know what accent this is uh-huh. Yeah I just maybe I'm just going insane
1: <laughs> Now
0: you're just a, you're a dramatic lady
2: I am lots from, of drama You
0: come from the dramatic arts
2: Man I do come with a lot of drama
0: Yeah I don't think so No I meant dramatic in the sense of like theater You know.
2: Well, thank you. And you know what? I only have an audience of one, which is Jesus
0: Christ, our personal Lord.
2: Sorry. I'm in a wacky mode. That's okay. I got some caffeine.
0: Yeah, you're all hopped up.
2: I got some Celsius. I have my iced coffee here with Uh a ball aluminum cup. You like those
0: aluminum cups? Dude,
2: they keep the beverage cold. I'm telling you guys, it's a silver cup. You get it at Ralph's. I know we're not doing word of mouth yet, but I'm telling you, this is a game changer for all drinks. The hot really?
0: stays hot and the cold stays cold.
2: Yeah, I like, don't know if you could put hot in it.
0: Yeah, I bet you could. Really? I mean, you, you could put it in it. It's not going to melt. It's aluminum. It's aluminum. <laughs> it's
2: aluminum. Aluminium. That's
0: what the British <laughs> people call it. Aluminium. Really? hmm
2: Hey, how would they say it in their accent? I'd then? say. Oh, boy. they
0: say, <laughs> I think I use an aluminum bat instead of a wood bat.
2: That is okay. You've been working on it no, because that's the not other very day good. when we were doing the British stuff, because yeah. of that smash hit movie that I made us watch. It um what, what movie? The Nest.
0: Oh, oh. oh shit! Were they British in that? Yes. Oh dude, right. They Duh. went to England Duh. and they lived in a castle they couldn't afford. Oh, what's his nuts? Oh, Jude Law. That's the most boring dude. Like he puts me to sleep.
2: I don't understand that. And oh, it's... like
0: you're Jude Law. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's a good accent, too, yeah. Boo. So,
0: Adriana, uh, why does he bore the shit out of me?
2: Okay, he is. I could see how you could see it. Um, do you think you are bored by him like how I am with Matt Damon?
0: Possibly. Like,
2: do you think it's like, oh, I'm it's just in I don't I hate
0: him. Like, you know, he's fine. I guess he's a functional, uh, serviceable actor. Who he's knows? a good crier, but, he's a uh, very good crier. It just. Bores the shit out of me. Just, he always plays the same character. He doesn't seem to have much range. And that movie, by the way, (laughs) by the way, uh, we- You
2: enjoyed one of the stars, the smash hit girl, Connie Cox. Uh,
0: Carrie Coon. It's
2: close. Connie Cox. Connie Cox. Connie Cox
0: sounds like uh, your friend at church who runs uh, the annual bake sale.
2: Absolutely. Go sign up with Connie, Uh and then she's in the back and, like, very upset.
0: We have enough brownies already. Thank you. Connie says we need ice cream dishes. Yeah, yeah, I love Carrie Coon. Uh, She's great. That was the only reason I agreed to watch that movie. But we unknowingly (laughs) rewatched an awful movie.
2: I don't think we watched it before. We did.
0: We absolutely did. I I, don't believe that. I didn't realize it till halfway through. (laughs) But this is one of the movies we were talking about months ago. This okay. If you want to know what we're talking about, if you want an example of a movie,
2: Dave Trigger, by the way, a movie that does (laughs) not
0: have an ending. Watch The Nest, starring boring ass Jude Law and wonderful Carrie Coon. Of mm-hmm. Fargo season three fame, mm-hmm. uh, also Gone Girl.
1: Um, oh, oh, that's a rewatch. Ben
0: Affleck's sister. Anyway, okay, movie could have been good. Like it, it was set up to be like, ooh. But do you remember the whole time? I'm like, I have no idea where this is going.
1: And when you I have said no that
2: idea. Yep. Yeah, the, the first twist. time. Yeah. The first time you said that, I was like, oh dear, because that's your nice way of mm-hmm. saying like this movie's going to be about nothing. Yeah. And I thought no. Clearly, no. There's so much going on. There's horses. There's a horse. Mm-hmm. You know, RIP. Spoiler hey, alert. don't spoil anything. Well, no one wants to watch The Nest. But um, there was a horse. They had marital problems. You and know, it, there was a kid that was weird, and the other kid was weird.
0: About 30 minutes into <laughs> it, I knew, like, okay, we have seen this movie. But I was like, I'm going to continue watching it because I don't remember how it ends. And then I realized, oh, the reason I don't remember how it ends is because there's no fucking ending. Yeah. There's no ending. Yeah. They just ran out of film. That's true. Roll credits. <laughs> it's Nothing <true>. got resolved. <laughs> Nothing happened. <laughs> okay. What are you doing? Okay. So what do we- you do? Give us something. This is like one of the best examples of just a piece of shit, nothing movie that nothing happens.
2: Okay. You have to describe it. You're sitting in an interview and you're like, okay. Okay. uh, How would you say, what's the First of all,
0: it's set in the eighties for (laughs) no apparent reason. (laughs) Just, hey, we wanted to wear some eighties clothes. Okay. So, (laughs) and it's not like based on true story. So the the fact that it's set in the eighties, it pertains to nothing. Jude Law is Jude Law. He's a British little dandy. Who's, who's. Got some innocuous, vague corporate job. They never really say. I think eventually I figured out it had something to do with stocks and trading. And yeah, blah, blah, he's blah.
2: like a trader. He'll come. He's a consultant. Yeah. So he comes into mm-hmm. businesses and makes him, you know, tries to get yeah. deals and wheels and deals. So
0: he's from England and moves, you know, it starts off there in America somewhere, maybe maybe New England or something. And he gets an opportunity to go back to England, a business opportunity. So he moves his wife and his family. They have kids. I can't remember. Yeah, they have two. Yeah. Remember the girl? That's right. Yeah.
2: And then the boy yeah. who was, you know,
0: who who's about 12 but mom <laughs> was carrying him like an infant in that one scene. That was odd. But anyway, so there's just there's like this vague weird tension, marital, financial, like he's like just trust me, let's go back to England. I've got a business opportunity. And the tones and the vibes are there. The whole movie, you think, oh, okay, where's this going? Is it yeah. is it an infidelity thing? Is yeah. it a double life? Does he have another family? Is, is, is there going to be violence or yeah. murder? No, nothing fucking happens, and it just ends. It just <laughs> fucking ends with no resolution. Okay. No, just so dissatisfying. What- in in a world and i've been there i I've, I've got a little experience in show business where i've had five pilots almost make it yeah. and in every single one it was just notes after notes mm-hmm. after meetings mm-hmm. after rewrites and notes and rewrites and punch up and rewrites and notes and meetings who the fuck signed off on this who greenlit this movie uh, okay who said yes this'll do <laughs> I like the way this movie ends. Stamp, sign, sale, delivered, put it out. Who the fuck signed off on this piece of shit? I'm sorry to get so vulgar. I'm just very passionate.
2: No, I know. And I could tell. You know, it's funny when these movies, here's the thing, you guys. I love trailers. I think it's my ADHD. I love a good trailer. And you know, I love a good thriller. You know, I love a good, ooh, marriage fighting but let's see what happens Mm -hmm. you know so i love those scenes much like uh revolutionary road great example Mm -hmm. nothing really you know huge happens but it's the inner it's character driven yeah okay so this apparently is plot driven which is different and i don't know the difference it's
0: not plot driven because (laughs) there's no fucking plot (laughs) nothing happens (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's a couple of little things that happen. There's one thing that's pretty interesting that happens that you think is going to maybe lead to something bigger. It's like, no, we just threw that in because. Yeah, it's... The horse thing. We won't spoil that. But, like... And it was a lot of horse work. I just can't believe. Like, you get... You expect that maybe from, like, you know, a student film or some super (laughs) art house indie. Mm -hmm. What do you do? Like... There's nothing hack about resolving a story about wrapping. You know, not everything. I, I understand, just like comedy, not everything is going to have a perfect beginning, middle, and end, and a nice little bow to wrap it up. I get that, but this, you, you can't even infer what happened. Like, there's there's no like, and it's symbolism. a long one. It's like no two metaphor. full hours, two just,
2: full hours. This of time. is how
0: the movie ends. Oh, okay. Holy shit. He had to walk home. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Oh, I hated it so much. Just the nerve of like, yeah. We're going to shoot and market a movie that mm-hmm. just is not satisfying at all. And again, I hate I hate to keep harping on it, but like everything I've ever done that involved network execs or there was just the notes process is just mind numbing. I remember and the fact that somebody was like, "Sure, this'll do."
2: Yeah. Okay. So it's more. I'm looking at it, and a lot of people are saying very similar things.
0: <laughs> I mean, you got to give us something, no?
2: Um. Oh. Okay. So this says that it's a it's a poem. Or a song to the audience. Uh,
0: oh, thank, thank you. you. Well, holy shit. Thank you. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed by your generosity.
2: Listen, Boo. Right, I think... I'll calm down. Okay, so there is a movie that did get good reviews mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes called The Influencer. Okay. And this got really good reviews, but I'm afraid of... Presenting it for our nights of movie watching because you know I have a short window. I go yeah. to bed early, you know. I need you have your baseball, so we got a short window here. Um, I I don't know. Maybe you should just pick movies for the next little bit.
0: You you've got you've had a string of stinkers. Okay, well, what that's else not did true. you pick earlier? I the there was something this no, week where you were mm-mm. like even you were like, oops, <laughs> sorry about that.
2: We didn't watch the whole thing.
0: <laughs> Which one?
2: I don't know. There
0: was something this week, too. It before. was The Birdcage.
2: <laughs> Just kidding. No, no I, I, I love, love The Birdcage.
0: I mean, cage. that movie's a masterpiece compared yeah, to these. it
2: is. It is. <laughs> <I'm
0: Anyway>. sorry. <laughs> Other than that, I'm doing good. How you doing, boo?
2: Boo, I'm so good. I went and had a beauty day on Saturday. Ooh, okay. I got to see all my little friends. Yeah? They're not little. They're normal, uh-huh. human size. But I will say, I spent a lot of time... Oh, boy. Harvey, Harvey, right? get away. Harvey, get away.
1: What's this
0: button do?
2: Good Lord. Um, (laughs) Okay. So saw Dan. Mm -hmm. He waxes my eyebrows. Okay. Amazing. He's moving to Florida. I i don't really want to talk about it because it hurts my heart Aww. and I'm codependent. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and he's just ready to get out of California. He's just like, no, I want to go and yeah. see the world.
1: Uh-huh.
2: So Florida. Sure. Um, saw Leslie, who I love, and she's amazing. She cuts my hair. And then there's a new lady. Okay. Now, I don't remember her name because she has one of those names. It's like Pipin or like hmm. Pickle. Pickle.
0: But- <laughs> this is my friend Pickle. <laughs> this is Pickle <laughs> this Pipin. This is my other friend Gherkin.
2: And so sweet. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you meet somebody and you're like, oh, you're like a
0: nice, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. not,
2: not that I mean, yeah,
0: you're not mean at all. You're very nice.
2: Thank you. But there is a dark, I have a dark sense of humor mm-hmm. or like I could go like Leslie gets it. You know, she cuts my hair. She understands we're both kind of like, you know,
1: you have a
0: short fuse on certain topics. and
2: Yes. And Dan gets, gets me too. So mm-hmm. the second I sit down in my head, I'm like, Katie, don't be a people pleaser. Just. You know, you don't have to share your life story with this lady, and you sit down, and immediately the first thing she says to me is, tell me about yourself, everything. And it's hard, because I know as a man, I don't know, I'm sure there are men with hair people that they continually go to. However, a hair colorist who's coloring your hair, it takes a long
0: time. How long does it take?
2: Hour to an hour and a half.
0: Really? Just for that part?
2: Yeah. So you're sitting there, and she's putting color in and doing highlights and all this stuff, and it is like, go. Mm -hmm. It feels like a show. Mm -hmm. So I start talking, and it gets weird. You know, I'm like, oh, we moved from Long Beach to West Hollywood, and my dad and mom, and like, I just go into it. And she's smiling and doing great, and then... I was like, you know what? I'm going to flip the tables. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, tell me about you. You talk. And it was delightful. Because she chatted about her real estate career Mm -hmm. and her kid, who's like badass, by the way. She's Mm -hmm. like 13 and an activist. Have Mm -hmm. you ever heard of such a thing? No. And then she was talking about synagogues, which, of course, I didn't say that I want to be Jewish because I do. And I know that's wrong. But like, you know, it was just like, okay, let other people talk, Katie, listen. And uh, that's what I learned. Listening, even though it emotionally drained me and yeah. I had to take a nap when I got home. But you know what? Beauty Saturday, I was a lucky lady. I feel like a new
0: woman. So walk me through that whole process. So what do you mean? Well, what all did you get done?
2: Okay. Walked in and I, uh, you get shuffled in.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You you know, the, the ladies at the front are always, no matter what salon you're in, overworked. They're like airports. Like like the you know when like you, the people at the desk yeah, checking, at, in yep, and checking in checking yeah. in uh, horrible because and especially at this place because people are just if you you have a forty eight hour window mm-hmm. to cancel okay. or reschedule if not you have to pay half of the fee of the whole thing mm. which is a lot so AKA, yeah. okay, they had a lot of con- cancellations so there you come in they're just Mm frayed so uh they they give you a robe to cover your beautiful t-shirt that says guns and roses on it Mm -hmm. (laughs) or oh then guess what happens so then you get scooted away i went to dan first he was available Mm -hmm. he whacked so you go into his little office with a huge barbie doll uh he loves barbie
0: he's got an office well, it's like, it's like a, a f- little, he has his, his own little cove in the okay. back.
2: Uh-huh. So, it's a private room because he does eyebrows and makeup. And he has been featured on Access Hollywood. Well, so, <laughs> no bigs. Anyway, go to him, waxes me, judges my nails because that's what he does. Mm-hmm. And then I went to New Kippen or Kitten or Pipin. <laughs> Piper. Piper pickle i go to pickle and then you know have to do the whole life story here's the thing about beauty salons though Mm -hmm. it is an open room Mm -hmm. so you don't want to talk too loud for the other people to hear you and make fun of you Mm -hmm. which i am terrified of Mm -hmm. so the the volume of voice and honestly i think hairstylists are like bartenders Mm -hmm. people love just talking about So how are you? And it's this like weird community of like it just there's a buzz in the air. Mm -hmm. So then you get your hair colored and then you go sit in this really cool chair and they put this heater over you Mm. to cook the crap into your head, which I'm sure is making me insane. And then I get my head washed hair.
0: My head wash. Then I go Will to Will you wash my head?
2: <laughs> wash my head, please. And it's just a delight. They bring you coffee. Really? They bring you water. It's like a whole thing.
0: So how long were you there total? From the time you entered <laughs> to the time you left?
2: Okay, so it was a long time. I was there at 10. I left about 1.30. Jeez. And they kind of knew, like, but my hair was a problem. Huh. The, the regrowth. Because guys, guess what? I'm not dying it at home anymore. Hmm. Yeah, that's you. it. Because I... Fried most of my hair, and I have a bald spot in the back of my head. Anyway, it was a lovely Saturday, and I want you to go there to get your hair cut.
0: I go to the Mexican barber, where I'm the only white person and the only person not speaking Spanish, and I'm in and out in 25 minutes. Okay, well, no, that can't be true.
2: Walk walk me through your process. You still have to make an appointment.
0: Make an appointment via text.
2: Oh, that's nice. Uh That's really nice. And
0: then I just show up, and then she waves me over. And 25 minutes later, I'm out the door, and we're all sitting around, and we watch uh, action movies in Espanol.
1: Really? Yeah, like what? La- last
0: time I was there, I watched Bloodsport with Jean-Claude Van Damme.
2: Oh, MG. Dubbed
0: over in Espanol.
2: Was it cool? It was great.
0: Just sit there and, you know. And Then everybody else is having conversations in Spanish, and I, I know a little Spanish. Every now and then, I'll understand a sentence or two. Yeah. But uh, yeah, everybody's very pleasant. Everybody's in a good mood. I'm in and out in 25 minutes. Got to watch a little bit of a shitty movie, got a haircut, boom, I'm gone.
2: Have you shared your life story with this no, person?
0: No, no, because I don't think she can understand. We don't really understand each other.
2: <sighs> I'm jealous. Mm-hmm. I am jealous. Yeah. Well, listen, the difference between you and me, Boo, is mm-hmm. I'm a high-maintenance lady. Yeah. Sorry.
0: I'm a low-maintenance lady. You,
2: <laughs> Boo, we're over our catch-up time.
0: Let's get into it, Boo. What are, you, what are we talking about today?
2: Okay, well... I would like to discuss weaponizing therapy, okay? Which is very much in um, the zeitgeist right now because mm-hmm. of Jonah Hill. Oh, if I you heard guys about that. Aren't familiar? Jonah Hill uh, sent a series of text messages to his surfer girlfriend uh, regarding he used therapy language mm-hmm. to kind of be a manipulative a-hole. Okay. So I'd like to read what he did. Sure. And I'll do my Jonah Hill accent.
0: Oh, does he have, what accent does he have?
2: Oh, I'm going to do my impression. I'm sorry. Here we go. If you,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think you nailed it. You could just, you could just read it normally. If you
2: need surf, yeah. I think it's just, it's it's there sometimes. I haven't
0: watched Superbad in a while. I don't think he has a, you know. Doesn't he do that a lot? Yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah. All
2: right, maybe I'll just okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so this is his text to his girlfriend at the time.
0: So he's dating. Uh, she was a surfer. She's a surfer a, pro surfer, a professional
2: surfer. That's pretty cool. And yeah, she's twenty six or whatever, but she's badass. Mm-hmm. She like does a bunch of nonprofit stuff. And by the way, Jonah Hill did an amazing documentary, which I plugged on this very podcast, mm-hmm. um, about phil stutz it's Mm -hmm. his therapist and so it's so interesting because he's pro therapy he's been i really enjoyed it it wasn't bs it was a great movie and now this is a language he's using to his girlfriend to convey his quote unquote needs
0: i had heard some some blowback about that documentary oh i didn't know that why well and i don't know anything about therapy but like the argument was made that uh, he shouldn't, that maybe he was exploiting his own therapy or even mm-hmm. his own therapist. So, I, I don't know. Any thoughts on that?
2: I love that question.
0: Because, like, you're in therapy and we don't even talk about what you talked about with your therapist that day. You know, I, I yeah. always just say, hey, was it good? You know, blah, blah, blah. But, like, that's kind of the unwritten rule is, like, you don't really talk about. Either side doesn't talk. I'm like, obviously, the therapist can't be talking at a dinner party about his patient's Yeah, promise. there's a non, yeah. there's
2: a basically like a non-disclosure mm-hmm. agreement, like doctor, like lawyer, yeah. client.
0: Yeah. Doctor, client, huh. Doctor,
2: client, Um, unless they can intercede. Is that the right word in that usage? No, I don't know. I don't either. But they can, if you are in a session mm-hmm. and you say anything that's suicidal. Yeah. Or harming others, they will, that's the only time they can break that. So, which makes sense. Uh-huh. So, yeah, my jokes of, I want to kill myself. Uh-huh. didn't really work in the yeah. first week with Dr. Julie. Yeah, you
0: probably shouldn't. Yeah. yeah, it's not funny. It's but, not yeah, funny. anyway, I'd heard that. Some people are like, oh, you shouldn't have done that with that documentary. But I don't
2: know. Here's the thing. That documentary was messy, and here's really? why. In a great way, mm-hmm. a chaotic way. They started with him explaining his therapy and his process, and it was really interesting. And then they switched it midway because they were like, this feels fake. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of turned it on. It felt like Jonah Hill was almost therapizing his therapist. Mm -hmm. And it was an interesting tennis match. And I just thought it was really, I've never seen anything like it. I thought it was kind of interesting. and, And you could tell, you know, Phil Stutz, Dr. Phil Stutz, is a great, great psychiatrist. Like, top of the line, awesome dude. Uh, from a traumatic family, just really smart and great. But Jonah Hill kind of changed it. So they they did it in a way that didn't bother me. But yes, exploiting therapy for television. I think there's minuses and pluses.
0: Okay.
2: Here's the thing. Uh, therapy is like a lot of people think, oh, like I grew up in the Christian church, as you know, and it was just kind of looked down on, you Mm -hmm. know, like why in the world would you talk to somebody else? My
0: mom told me when I was really, really young uh, and the first time I understood about therapy and psychiatrists and stuff, I was like, how come we never do that? And she goes, Jesus is our therapist. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) okey dokey.
2: And that's what I thought too. And I felt badly. Like I took it personally, like, oh, Jesus is my therapist, but then I don't know how to, you know, I, I couldn't grasp it. Um, So one of my favorite shows we all know is Real Housewives of New York, but uh, there was a spinoff, and Bethany Frankel had her psychiatrist mm-hmm. on, and so they would film her and their sessions. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fascinating. I thought it was great. It shows somebody's real Like, she just didn't hold back. It was a real session. The guy didn't care about the show. He was actually her therapist the whole time. He wrote a book, Dr. Amador. Love him. But uh, I, I was so comforted because it was like, oh, even Bethany Frankel has stuff. And, of course, and I know celebrities have stuff or whatever. But, like, she has trauma and was sharing it. And it was just so neat because with, especially within a reality show, yes, it feels a little icky, like, oh, you're sharing your stuff. But I got to be honest, a lot of the shows that do that, it makes me feel like, oh, this is a therapist that's doing it this way, Mm -hmm. or this is, you know, this is how this person deals with this personality. So I look at it and look at it in a different way, but I could totally see how people are like, really, mm-hmm. filming therapy, blah, blah, blah. But it's almost like coming out and saying I'm on medication for over 20 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, well, this is just what it is. So mm-hmm. you, I don't know. I think if it's really a good point, I think people should just not judge it Okay. all the time. What do you think of it? Do you think it's a, it's a weird call to have therapy filmed and-
0: I mean, know, knowing nothing about it, yes, that seems awkward. Okay, but Why? What do I know? Well, because it just seems like it should be a private, personal thing. Yeah, you know,
2: and it should. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with you. But then it's like, I, I don't know. I think the therapy speak, mm-hmm. and with TikTok and with YouTube and everything, we already have so much information. Mm-hmm. So it's neat to see. Oh, this is real. You know, I'm putting yeah. in quotes. Real. Uh, this is how a real therapy session would go. And there's a show called Couples Therapy. I think it's on Max or something. But, you know, I think that's helpful, mm-hmm. actually, because then it kind of takes the stigma away. Okay, But maybe that's just mine. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so Jonah Hill, mm-hmm. this is his text. Plain and simple, if you need, colon,
0: surfing with men. what's? The, I'm sorry to interrupt. What's some context, though?
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, he is stating in this that he wants to have her do certain things Uh or they'll break up.
0: Okay, okay.
2: Plain and simple. If you need serving with men, boundaryless, inappropriate friendships with men, to model, to post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit, to post sexual pictures, friendships with women who are in unstable places and from your wild recent past beyond getting a lunch or coffee or something respectful, I am not the right partner for you. If these things bring you to the place of happiness, I support it, and there will be no hard feelings. These are my boundaries for romantic partnership. My boundaries with you based on the ways these actions have hurt our trust. All right. Hmm. So how do you take that?
0: Well, it does sound, now keep in mind, I've never been to therapy. I don't don't know anything about therapy. Yeah. But I do respect therapy. I, I respect what you the work you've done. I respect anybody who can be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Self-reliant or self-sufficient or self-aware enough to know that hey, I need to go talk to a professional mm-hmm. and, and get some professional advice on on some of this stuff. But that being said, from someone who has no background in it, I even before all this broke, I did I've known other friends that go to therapy a few times, and then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. they've got this weird Mm -hmm. air of Mm -hmm. superiority. Mm -hmm. This weird vibe of, like, they they spent eight years in grad school Mm -hmm. mastering one specific topic or subject where, like, I don't know. It seems like it's easy to Mm -hmm. have, like, an arrogant vibe about you once you learn a little bit about your own brain and your own emotions.
2: I completely agree. Where there's
0: a little bit Mm -hmm. of pretentiousness involved. as far And I don't know. And it feels like that's kind of the waters he's wading in there. Like, look, just, I don't know. Some of it, and and I know this sounds bad, or or, like, I'm all for it. Like, good for you. it's okay. But there's definitely a smugness that comes with some people who are like, yeah, this is what I've learned. And Mm -hmm. just... And, and, and even just, I, I know you can't, you can't hear text and or tone via text exactly, and, yeah. and, and, and inflection, but yeah. it just feels like a little red tape technicality, like, well, these are my boundaries, so take it or leave it. Like, I don't know.
2: It's, yes, it's very interesting because you're so right. The fact that he texted this is very interesting mm-hmm. to me, and it's like a total thing. I feel the same way about people starting therapy as if um, and also, you know, there's AA, there's NA, there's all these, you know, amazing things that help people. Mm-hmm. That is not a one size fits all, though. Mm-hmm, exactly. And same with therapy. Yeah. So you that's why finding right therapist, all that stuff is so important because you can't just re re Mm.
0: Regurgitate. There it is. Mm-hmm.
2: Regurgitate information. Exactly. And that's what's happening. And I think, especially with TikTok, and especially with a lot of therapists are on TikTok. And it's awesome. And mm-hmm. I love it. But it is a lot of verbiage that I don't understand. And mm-hmm. I've been a victim of it too. Like, okay, boundaries. Like I've talked about it on this. And I've, you know, I don't know all of it. I'm not a psychiatrist. But I think the the big point is to understand that boundaries aren't an excuse to be an
0: a-hole. Exactly. Great Saying,
2: point. I need to do boundaries. No, F you. Think about it. Yeah.
0: You can't just rattle off some shitty behavior and then file it under boundaries.
2: Yeah. He's not setting boundaries to... It's because boundaries are protecting you and your emotional well-being, yeah. right?
0: Now... Telling your girlfriend who she can and can't hang out with—that's
2: manipulation. Especially that's
0: control. Especially, I get. You know, we've talked about this before. I, I I wouldn't feel great about you having a dozen different platonic straight male friends. Ugh, but in terms of your female nightmare. friends, <laughs> the fact that he's saying like, "Oh, if you need friendships with women from your recent wild past, mm-hmm. fuck off." Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're telling me who I can and can't hang out with.
2: Well. I think the way he uses boundaries, and completely correct, Uh, the concept of boundaries is a healthy limit a person set for themselves to protect their well-being and integrity. It is considered a rule or guideline that one creates to identify reasonable, safe, and permissible ways for others to behave towards them. So here's the thing. What that means to me is I have to look at it, and I think in that Jonah Hill text, if this was really from his heart, mm-hmm. you use I statements.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I really feel weird about this, that there's, like, so I, I don't know. I know I sound crazy, but, like, it bothers me that you're a swimsuit. You know, your work is surfing, and your friends are kind of, you know, explaining it in a way that's let's figure this out together, and negotiation.
0: But also... But I understand what you know, I'm not She's not an adult
2: entertainer. <laughs> no, I know. I'm I'm not saying what he I'm saying how he framed it uh-huh. was incorrect.
0: Yeah. To tell her she can't take bait she's a surfer. Mhm. She's going to take pictures of herself surfing.
2: Here's the thing, he knew that yeah. going into this. I always say that like People know who you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. I try to be really upfront and I'm like, no, I won't remember. I'm not, you know, I, I'm going to try to be a good friend, but I'll probably flag a lot. Like, and I'm not just saying that to be an a-hole. I'm letting them know this is how I'm working right now. I'm Mm -hmm. trying to fix myself, all this stuff. But then it'd be like getting a slap in the face. Like, why don't you call me back? Why don't you do this stuff? You know? And it's like, well, I told you Mm -hmm. and I'm working on it. But there's no grace. It feels like, especially with manipulators and controlling people.
0: This feels like using therapy as a means to justify your own shitty personality behavior. It's like, yeah, you ever meet someone who's like, well, I, that's just who I am. I'm a, I'm mm-hmm. an asshole. That's mm-hmm. just, oh, oh, that's Derek. Derek's just, well, no, Derek sucks and needs to change. Yeah, just admitting. That you're an asshole doesn't make it okay.
2: I know. You know
0: what I mean? I, I, I grew up with so many people like that. Just I strong, used to do that
2: all the time. Like, strong, I'm an asshole.
0: Yeah, these strong personalities. And it's like, well, that's just how I am. Well, you suck, and I don't want to hang around you anymore. But, like, this seems like the pseudo-intellectual diplomatic version of that.
2: And that's what? a thing that they're talking about online. Mm. Yeah. It's called the HRification mm-hmm. of therapy. Me, which,
0: HR, meaning what, like human resources? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like it
2: seems so cold. Uh-huh. Like my boundaries for this friendship is over. And I've done that. I've said those things to people because I'm like, ah, respect me. Or I don't know. I'm just navigating it. But really, you're friends with this person. Mm-hmm a cold boundaryless like we're breaking up text look i don't know i think every instance is different right and if you have a friendship or a relationship where you're feeling this way it, is it going to help or hurt this person mm-hmm. can you slowly back away can you kind of explain why in a human way and again it's a relationship it's talk to them like they're human mm-hmm. Don't just out of nowhere be like my therapist says and it's like, well, no, don't hide behind that. Mm-hmm. Cause then you're just making fun of therapy. Yeah. Yeah, their their therapy, they have to talk like this. Mm-hmm. They're therapists. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you have when you were a police officer, you had police talk, you know, mm-hmm. you had your own language. Mm-hmm. Well therapists are just they have their own language, but that's not for us to use as a template. Yeah. You know.
0: Well, and I think my problem with this is some of this stuff in those texts are, seem to be pretty unreasonable, mm-hmm. but then to hide behind, well, I'm sorry, that's just my boundary. So, you know, any therapy type principles to hide behind those to justify, like, I don't care how you slice it, telling somebody who they can, yeah. they can't hang out with, you know, unless it's. Hey, your your friend's a known child molester. I I'd I'd kind of appreciate it if you weren't too closely associated with them. because it makes okay. In extreme cases, sure, but just yeah. w- with no further info, just you, I I I don't like you hanging out with these women. I don't like you taking well, pictures dic- in a, but it's you, dictating. Yeah, like her actions. Fuck, who yeah. are you? To, who are you to say any of this?
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, he's basically instructing her on how he wants her to live yeah. her life.
0: Yeah, which is insane.
2: And let me tell you, what annoys me too is that he probably loved the fact she was a surfer. Mm-hmm. He probably, before they were in a relationship, loved how hot she was mm-hmm. on Instagram. Lo- you know what I mean? And now it's like, oh, my fear is kicking in. Uh, it's not. I, I just think. Ugh. That's my other
0: question. Yeah. Uh, was she a surfer before y'all started dating? Mm-hmm then shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? If mm-hmm. she was an accountant and then a year later into the relationship she turned she decided to be an exotic dancer. Okay. Maybe I have some issues with that, you know, that's not, you know, not talking down to exotic dancers, but I'm saying nothing changed in the big picture. Mm-hmm. You she was a surfer probably posting bikini pics when y'all met. Mm-hmm. So that's her job to and come in. Respect that to come in, and then mm-hmm. after the fact, try to change mm-hmm. her behavior, especially when the behavior. I know it's all objective, but like especially when the behavior isn't that bad. Yeah, like oh, ooh, she's she's a surfer who takes pictures in a bikini. Who gives a shit?
2: Well, and it's very vague, and and there's an overuse of therapy terms, which people. I think it's good that people know about gaslighting. I think it's good that narcissism is in the zeitgeist. I think it's good that all this boundaries are being talked about. But again, it's you being self-reflective and it's not about, uh, you know, I, I don't want to hang out with this person. So I'm just going to say my boundaries, you're crossing them. You know, it mm-hmm. it, it seems like you said, a scapegoat, right? Yeah, it
0: seems kind of, for mm-hmm. lack of a better word, kind of a pussy way to go about it.
2: An ultimatum. Yeah. It feels very ultimatum.
0: Like, but also to blame it, or not yeah. blame it, but to hide behind, well, this is what my therapist said, or these are my boundaries. Like, that just seems good. No, what, what do you think? Do you have any fucking opinions of your own?
2: Also, this seems... are you seems, just
0: regurgitating shit that someone told you?
2: This seems like a conversation mm-hmm. face-to-face. Yeah. Also, let's know that, too. You're in a relationship with somebody. Maybe a text like this is just... I mean, that's the hr of it all. Yeah, it's a good You know, point. it's like, let's just meet for coffee. Yeah. Let's hash it out.
0: Yeah, if you're in a relationship, yeah. Just, yeah. I don't, yeah, you're right. That's a good point about all the texts, like... To me, tech should just be all, like, immediate surface-level stuff. Yeah, hey, Hey, I'll meet you here. I'll meet you here. Hey, can you grab something from the store? But, like, these long, especially with someone you're involved with, just wait until y'all can see each other and then have this conversation.
2: Yeah, and take accountability. Um, Dr. Jeff on TikTok, I love that that's his name, um, said that a healthier and less manipulative approach would be Jonah to express how Sarah's actions make him feel. Mm Mm-hmm without using ultimatums about what she should or shouldn't do.
0: And I've had arguments with people, with exes or whomever about this, but like, okay, I I understand. You've said 12 mm-hmm. times that those are your feelings, but I don't know how to articulate what I'm saying. Like, for using his example, okay, those are your feelings. You don't want me to do A, B, C, D, or E, But almost any third party would look at this and go, you're in the wrong for, Mm -hmm. your feelings are wrong. I'm sorry, your feelings are wrong. In terms of trying to change someone else's behavior.
2: I think expressing his feelings are wrong. Mm -hmm. Because it's like he, okay, he has these feelings. That's Mm -hmm. the thing. We can't argue with people having an initial feeling, right? But the way I think therapy works is like, ooh, I had this weird initial feeling. Uh, I wonder why, and this would be something you bring to your therapist. Mm-hmm. Hey, this happened, and I automatically did this. What's with that? You know, and if they know you, they can work through it, or Dr. Mm-hmm. Julie will be like, oh, you're doing that thing again. Yeah. You're fucking, you know, she knows how to talk to me in a very blunt way where mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, right, because you don't even know. Mm-hmm. It's unconscious. But I think, I think the HRification, I love that word of this because – I think it's great that people are looking at their relationships and valuing their time and self-care and all that. But I also, we're human Mm -hmm. and we're fallible. And yes, you have to protect your own emotional health for sure, but you don't always need to tell people about it. Mm -hmm. You could do it in a quiet, kind way where it's like, oh, this is for me. Mm -hmm. I'm only going to, you know, and if this person brings it up, Harvey's on the table sorry about that guys but you know it's it's being like how you said like pick and choose your battles Mm -hmm. right it's like okay this person's in a really hard time right now I'm not gonna bring up our stupid friendship crap I'm gonna be a good friend and you know what I mean like we have to be a little flexible with our relationships and it's hard it's hard
0: yeah, and I always try to defer to the golden rule mm-hmm. as far as, like, hey, Jonah, what if she sent you a text with this exact same stuff? Oh, he would. Uh, what would you feel?
1: Your oh girlfriend telling you, oh Mr. Gosh.
0: Famous, Mr. Right. probably has a million friends, who you can and can't hang out with? Yeah. You know, who you, I don't, I don't follow him on Instagram, but I'm sure he's taking all kinds of pictures of telling you, what you can and can't post on Instagram, mm-hmm. especially again. And I know it's all Sorry. everybody's opinion varies, but like, it's not like she's a porn star. You yeah, know? like exactly. she's, she's, she's a, a surfer. surfer. She's a professional she's a surfer. Professional surfer. What is she supposed to surf in a in a ankle length dress? In like, a suit? I don't w- understand. Like, yeah, she's going to have some bikini pics. Who who gives a shit? Um, it's context.
2: I would love to go over ways therapy is weaponized real quick. Um, calling the person going to therapy crazy. That's mm-hmm. real fun. Or when somebody, a partner or friend says, ooh, you should talk about that with your therapist. Mm-hmm. Like that's mean. Yeah. And and honestly, at the end of the day, all of this, I'm like, don't be mean. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just be a little kind. But I, it, it is confusing. Uh, another way therapy is weaponized Asking why they are still going to therapy. Why are you still going? Are you wasting money? I've gotten that a lot. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Making them the issue. It's a lot of deflection. Mm -hmm. Um, Asking what their therapist would think if they knew the real them. Uh, Saying I
0: can't imagine having the nerve to, (laughs) to ask these questions to somebody.
2: Well, it would it's It's not none of my business. It's not really asking, it's their judgment on it, yeah. right? And then also them being like, that's on you. I'm perfect. You do your thing. Go uh-huh. go crazy lady. Um and saying it's all in your head, minimizing yeah. that. That's hard cuz it's like, yeah, it is in my head, but that's why I'm going to the head doctor.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to be proactive about it.
2: But yeah, I think kindness And I have a hard time with this too. I use therapy words all the time. I overwatch TikToks and it's, it's with therapy and,
0: you know. I've never noticed it though. I don't think you use, I don't think, I've I've never caught you weaponizing therapy. It's hard because
2: I have to think, I think we all just have to take a minute and be like, wait, do we have to say this? Mm -hmm. Is this kind? Is this human? Is this? And also people are going through tough times or not. What kind of friend do you want to be? Mm -hmm. Like you said, with golden rule. Okay, I'm going to give this person grace because they just got a DUI or whatever the hell, and they're going through a tough time. That doesn't give them range, you know, free reign to be awful and emotionally abusive to you. But I think it's all in context. Mm -hmm. I think you can hold boundaries and relationships at the same time. It doesn't have to be black and white. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's that's my boundary, mm-hmm. uh, weaponizing therapy talk. But, yeah, and I just want to encourage anyone, it's okay to even acknowledge, like, hey, I'm in therapy. I'm new to this, mm-hmm. you know, with your partner or, like, a best friend or whoever. But just explaining it. I, I understand how when you first start therapy, you want to just be like, oh, this is what's wrong with me. And, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, and I, th- me too, me too, you know. And then you go into the TikTok land and then watch all the therapists and you're like i have that i have that and so it could be a little bit like wait you don't know that though Mm -hmm. because you haven't been (laughs) you don't know that he's a narcissist you don't know if that was gaslighting that's your opinion but Mm -hmm. let's look at the facts which is hard for me to do too because i'm a feeler Mm. so yeah i guess weaponizing therapy is a thing and uh we all just need to watch it it's funny because when i was researching about it there's not much uh, well, of course, there's a lot of Jonah Hill texts and stuff, but it's interesting that we're talking about this because there is a study that geriatric millennial men who have been uh, going to therapy, they use this almost as a dating tactic mm-hmm. to weaponize females. Uh, and they these were straight men. And and I'm not saying that's the problem, but like I think it's funny that these straight men go to therapy and can't absorb that it's about them. Mm-hmm. They're going with, you have to go to therapy as an, with an open heart. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to go to the doctor and be like, no, you're not going to take my blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Or I'll take you know, like it's just so different. Mm. I don't know. I'm ADHD right now. Sorry. No, A lot of caffeine. A lot of caffeine.
0: No, this is very interesting. Because like, I mean, I'll admit, when I, I didn't know anybody that went to therapy before I moved to L.A.
2: Okay.
0: I mean, I'm sure I did, but I didn't realize it. I'm sure some of my friends went to therapy, but nobody talked about it. And then when I moved out here, it seemed like every comic on stage was talking about therapy. And it just, I'll admit it. At first, like, I rolled my eyes as far as, like, I feel like, or at least this is how I felt back then. That, like, okay, some of these goobers... Are just going to therapy so it gives themselves something to talk about or it makes themselves seem more interesting than they really are. Mm-hmm. And I just I kind of roll my eyes at like just the sheer volume of people. Like almost every comic I knew was in therapy. And I I've now learned you know and you've helped me see that that no it can be right. I guess it's like anything. It, it you know I guess an analogy would be the guy taking ten years of karate lessons. That's great if he's only using it for self-defense. But if he's uh, using it to be a better bully, Mm -hmm. then no, that's not good.
2: It's all about intention. Yeah,
0: Yeah, what's your intent? And I don't know where I'm going with it. L.A. store, but it just—it was insane. Of like every one of these goobers is in therapy, and it just felt and like as a
2: as a Southern dude who's mm-hmm. very masculine energy like that. It's almost like you. I was raised because I was raised by a real masculine dude. uh That it's like walk it off, yeah, keep it moving, you know. Don't don't look back, and and I hated that because I nothing would change, mm-hmm. you know, in these contexts, and I I. But here's the thing. What my dad would say to me is true. Mm -hmm. You have to move forward. You have to release stuff. Like he didn't know how to say it Mm -hmm. in a way that was helpful or kind. But that's how he learned to work. Yeah. You know, and and I think a lot of like that generation, it's like, oh, they just learned how to work through their crap.
0: And I I see both sides of it. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think every problem you have can be solved by just rub some dirt on it and walk it off. However, I do think everybody needs a little bit of that in them as Mm -hmm. far as like, I remember specifically, and I won't say who it was, but a comic was just talking about, he went on about this 10 minute rant about just an encounter he had at Starbucks. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, in that moment, yeah, shut the fuck up and walk it off. Get over it. Move forward. Now, if you've got deep issues with your partner or your parents or who, that's to me, Again, somebody who knows nothing about therapy. That's the stuff that maybe therapy can help you with. But, like, you're complaining about a stranger being rude to you. Like, dude, you live in a big city. Get the fuck over it.
2: What's the difference between that guy and um, our queen icon legend, Maria Bamford? Because Maria Bamford talks a lot about Uh therapy on stage. And I love, 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 love it. First of
0: all, she's interesting and talented. That's true. Uh, (laughs) No, I, but
2: is it what is it about her delivery? Of course, she's like the most talented well, It was human, original,
0: but, original points of view, right. original takes rather than just a grown man complaining that the barista was rude to him. And that's why he has to go to therapy. It's like, ah. But then again, it could be connected to so many other things that I have known, that know nothing about. Like, I'm obviously just judging this person <laughs> on this one example.
2: Right, but what was the reason for him sharing that? Like that's- I don't
0: know. Okay. That's so my it was question. just
2: Yeah, so therapy is kind of like- a stand-up nightmare Mm -hmm. because i bet a lot of people think oh i'm just gonna do stand-up we'll talk about my therapy Mm -hmm. which i used to do all the time and it's like but what's interesting about that what's your point of view about that how have you grown yeah i think you could talk about therapy once oh this lesson or this story or if you're making if you're the butt of the joke Mm -hmm. but when it's like i go to therapy
0: well i think therapy too it 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 gives people the opportunity to overanalyze every little thing. It's true. Yeah. And what I mean, I'm a proponent of a little bit of the rub some dirt on it and walk it off because, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: for example, I've heard people talk about, oh, my boss said this to me or said that to me. And I'm like, like, sometimes, like, when I was a cop, my boss would give me a command or an order. And it's like, oftentimes it was emergency level, life yeah. and death, fucking go do. I don't care about your feeling stone. Go over there and handle that issue right now. Right. And I just can't imagine me ever complaining to someone about, <laughs> "Oh, my boss, I didn't like his tone." <laughs> well, then guess what? Like don't don't have a job then. Like right. there's same thing with like sports and again, I know I'm I'm not dying on this hill. I'm not saying all problems can be resolved by just walk it off or, you know, be a tough man and don't get over it. But I'm saying you need a little bit of that 100%. to just to survive the world. If I sat and analyzed every single negative thing that was ever said to me, I'd never get anything done.
2: And that's, I think, what's interesting is you're so right. And also, I feel like, yeah, you wouldn't get anything done. But I think therapy helps if those people ruminate, that's Mm -hmm. rumination, right? Mm -hmm. So you're just thinking, 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 you're in the hamster wheel. Um, That doesn't make you a bad person. That doesn't make you whatever. You're just in that mode, right? Mm -hmm. And so, yes, you need to find a way to stop and analyze, wait, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. What am I avoiding? Mm -hmm. And it's all about Mm self-reflection. And that's scary. It's scary to look in the mirror and say, wow, I'm I'm almost 40, and oh, my gosh, and where, where did time go, and da-da-da, and, and you could get caught in that loop. But, yes, moving forward, you have to go forward. When mm-hmm. we drive, we go forward, mm-hmm. and the rearview mirror is a little because, yes, let's look at it, but it's not the truth of mm-hmm. your forward motion. Yeah. It's, yeah, what have I learned from this? Okay, let's just try my best and do it, you know, keep mm-hmm. going in a different way. Yeah. I don't know, but I I get it. Like the ther- talking about therapy is so personal, and I think that's why I'm like, well, no, that's I'm not gonna bring something up unless it's an idea or or something I need to work on. And I'm like, hey, will you hold me accountable for this? But I honestly, there's things like accountability coaches and all mm-hmm. that, and there is something about meeting someone once a week, yeah, and having to be like, okay, this is how this week went or whatever. And mm-hmm. sometimes. Yes, it's just complaining about stuff or checking in, but it makes you be like, okay, do I have anything to share? Did I do anything? Mm-hmm. Did I, you know, it's almost like a challenge of, oh, crap. Yeah. I kind of just fell into my depression again. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, um, yeah, I'm sorry I went on a tangent, but yeah. It's it's really interesting to me because, like in Annie Hall, when Woody Allen says, uh, sharks, relationships are like sharks. They move forward. And or they'll die. Yeah, or they'll die. And this, this relationship is a dead shark, which I love because you, you want to move forward mm-hmm. in your life, in everything. And that could be really scary for people, and that's when you get caught into overthinking and overanalyzing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things, I think ladies... And a lot of trauma peeps do that because it's like, let me just stay safe. I know this is the monster I know, right? But it's like the forward motion, that's the therapy. That's the medication going to give you the push mm-hmm. so you can see. Try it on. Yeah. See what happens, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not forever. And and that's the thing. I don't think it's black and white like at all, and some therapists are full of shit. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. There, oh, there's yeah.
0: tons in any field. I'm in sure any there's field imposters,
2: and so that's why you got to do some research. That's why you got to just go and it's a it's a tough thing because mm-hmm. I'm I'm doing this work. I see, and I don't see it a lot. So I'll be like, "Am I doing good with you?" <laughs> and you're like, "Yeah, you're doing great," and not just because you're a great partner, but like you see what I don't, mm-hmm. and. I think that's special and if you have special people in your life a small circle that that's the kind of relationships you should foster and mm-hmm. and do you know just kind of learn right
1: yeah yeah uh-huh.
2: so that's weaponizing things i don't know if that made sense
0: no no it's it's very interesting it's it's very interesting and it's just it's, it's, it's big though. And I don't know Jonah Hill and I'm sure everybody's piling on, you know, with these mm-hmm. texts, but you know, some of that shit's hard to defend, man. You're telling mm-hmm. a grown woman who she can hang out with. Mm-hmm. You're telling a grown woman what mm-hmm. kind of pictures she can take. Again, within, re- like, it's not like, and even if she was a porn star when y'all met that, you know, you knew that going in, but it's just, this just seems a little shithead hiding behind therapy principles. Yeah. So Absolutely. Like,
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Don't don't use it as a shield mm-hmm. to protect your ego. Yeah. yeah. Right? So it's. I think um, it's interesting how men, a lot of men have taken it and been like, let me take this and see how I could use it for me. Yeah. And that's not what it's about.
0: And this all leads to, you know, the bigger picture of, you know, relationships and trying to, um, I'm sure I've been guilty of this, mm-hmm. but I, I've always been aware and tried not to, change who you are, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just seems weird to like, because that's when you enter into territory of like being controlling and domineering. We we were talking about this the other day. Like mm-hmm. I know two different old men who on multiple cases have listened in on their wives' phone calls. Ugh. Like the wife will be on the phone oh, with yes, somebody and they'll one. be on the phone mm-hmm. in the bedroom, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm with her hand over the receiver trying not to breathe, trying to spy, like, I don't know, just that concept of, and I'm hyper aware of this now as a married man, but I never want to be controlling or domineering or gaslighting. Like, no, like, I want you to enjoy your life. I want you to be yourself. That's who I'm in love with. That's who I fell in love with, but like... Just the concept of a man, I guess it works both ways. I'm sure there's examples of women doing this, but especially mm-hmm. with the man, just this is my wife, this is my house, these are my rules, you know, what I say goes. Like, no, it's a partnership. This is – and half I'm not and just half. being performative or no. woke. I mean, it's our marriage is truly 50-50. Mm-hmm. It can't be lopsided in either direction when it comes to, like, emotional currency and, and, and who – I don't know. Just, well, I don't know but, if that's a Southern thing or or, or an older generation thing, but uh-huh. I just grew up with uh, around a lot of old Southern dudes that were just treated their wives like their daughters. It's like, ugh. Yeah. No, that's your partner. That's not your employee.
2: Well, and it's interesting because that's the framework. I'm sure they saw mom and dad do that. You know what I mean? I'm sure dad or mom had some control stuff mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, okay, this is how you be a man. This is the man of the house, right? Yeah. This is my rules and I'm making money. Um, I think it's interesting cause it's, you're labeling something with someone with weaponizing this language
1: mm-hmm.
2: and guess what? To get a doctorate, to be a licensed therapist is years and years and years and years of work. Mm-hmm. And I'm if I read something about attachment theory, I'm not gonna walk around and be like, your attachment, here's your attachment, here's my attachment, here's mm-hmm. this. And it's that's the danger of it when you think, oh, I I read a BuzzFeed article and now I know it all. Exactly. I don't, yeah. I do not know it all because each intricate relationship in your life is your life. I don't know your perspective.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And and when you start learning how to like, oh, my perspective has been jaded by this or man, I do this really weird thing when I get threatened or, you know, it's self-reflection, which is looking in the mirror mm-hmm. and it's not always pretty. Yeah, And that's what's great about it though. Cause I love all humans that are just like, mm man, I feel like a trash can. Mm-hmm. How do I <laughs> not feel this way? Yeah, And I, I think back in the day, like with my mom and dad, they went to church and that was their, okay, we're all getting together. We're going to church mm-hmm. or I'm a member of this club or I'm doing this, blah, blah, blah. Now it's like I'm in an, a therapy group or I'm in, you know, an attachment theory thing online. Like our our community is now online, Yeah, which is great, but it's, It's, we all need that coming together. I'm not saying church is good or whatever. I do think there's something about coming together and being accountable in a healthy way, but we're all human. And so it's hard. Um, But I don't know. I, I just feel like there's such gray area in this that it's almost just hard to verbalize, at least for me. Mm -hmm. But I, I tried, I'm trying,
0: (laughs) I would have loved to have seen her response. The, I mean, there's no screenshots of that, is there?
2: No, I didn't. I, I hope didn't. She see was it. just
0: like, "Okay, noted. Peace out. We're done."
2: <laughs> when you say "noted," yeah, that is your mic drop.
0: Yeah, noted. Noted. Yeah, gotcha. Process the info. Now piss off. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just. Uh,
2: I think back in the day too, it's like, "Hey, you're acting like an asshole." Why are you acting like yeah. an asshole? Oh, sorry. You Like, th- things can, I-, I feel like the HR, we're all trying to like tiptoe around mm-hmm. people and be like, oh, my boundaries. Wait, I don't want to react and blah, blah, blah. Like, I can overthink that. And yeah. it's like, wait, you're just acting like a dick. Yeah. Why are you being a dick to me? If this is my best friend, why are you being a jerk right yeah. now?
0: Or, and if those are his feelings, like you said, you, you know, you can't fault somebody for their feelings, but at least... Take a little ownership or accountability, like you Mm -hmm. said. That text would have made a world of difference if it was like, "Hey, I know this probably isn't correct, but I can't help but feel that you know, I I know I got a weird hang up with you hanging out with this person, or you know, but to but to have no accountability, none. Like I try to do that a lot. Like sometimes with business or or whatever, like I'll Mm -hmm. I'll put it on me. You know, hey, I know this is just my weird little hang-up, but I like to do things, blah, 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 blah. As opposed to, like, this is how I do things, take it or leave it. Mm -hmm. You know, like, acknowledge that, okay, maybe some of your fringe opinions or whatever might be, you know, acknowledge that, hey, I know this might sound weird, but I have this weird hang-up about this or that, as opposed to just, like, these are the rules. Mm -hmm. These are my boundaries. Okay. Well, again, just going back to the whole You can't just have shitty behavior and then hide behind your quote-unquote boundaries.
2: Well, also, I think human-to-human, talking in person or even FaceTime or whatever, that's more vulnerable to me than a text. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, you call me every single day, and it's a lot, and I don't know why I'm having these feelings, but do you think we could tone it down? Or Mm -hmm. "I I appreciate you. You know, it's... It's looking at a relationship and being like, oh, this person has value to me. Mm -hmm. I have value, but this isn't aligned. We're not on the same page. So either let's get on the same page or like with that example, what if he was like, look, like maybe I'll just unfollow you Mm -hmm. on social media and stuff because it makes me that's annoying that I get weird about this. Mm -hmm. And this friend, this specific friend, like give specific examples, kind of rubbed me the wrong way because what I'm noticing, and you know what I mean? Like you could do it in a way, it's all about the delivery and intention. You go into something and you're just like, I'm mad. You're not going to get your point across in a good way. That, that seemed like just a reactionary text
1: mm-hmm.
2: and he just expected her to say, oh, okay, yeah. no big deal. I'll do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: no. Don't so, you know. I think what we all learned today is that not to date Jonah Hill, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That's
0: <laughs> oh man,
2: Ooh.
0: good times,
2: good times, well, this boo. Is
0: interesting, boo. Thanks for uh, hey. thanks for some of that insight. Hey
2: guys, be nice, be
0: kind, be nice, be kind,
2: be kind to yourself and be kind to others. Because mm-hmm. guess what, karma's watching mm-hmm. everybody. That's right on the porch.
0: Mm. <laughs> Boo, any word of mouth?
2: Yes. There is a new era of Housewives, Uh-oh. Real Housewives of New York. The new era yeah. is streaming now on Peacock. Guys, give it a try. I know I'm a, I'm a tried and true Real Housewives of New York, true stan. And this is, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. The, the cast they chose, these are some great wives, and yeah. le, let's give it a shot. This okay. season's going to be okay. Nice.
0: New roster. Come on.
2: Yeah. New season. And Boo, how anything uh, anything word of mouthy? Word of mouthy? Not really.
0: I'm kind of in a slump. Huh. Are you feeling okay? I'm watching a pretty good uh, serial killer documentary right now. Oh, really? Which one? Uh, What's the name of it? It's about, there was a serial killer killing gay folks in New York in the early 90s. Oh, God. Uh, What's the name of that one? Damn it. And what episode are you on? Two.
2: Okay. I need to catch up.
0: Shit. Oh, uh, Last Call. Last call. Last call. It's on Max, mm-hmm. formerly HBO Max. Now it's just Max, but um, yeah, very interesting. Really, um, I'd never heard of this case, but uh, in the early nineties, several uh, several gay men were killed in the New York g- gay bar scene.
2: And it was just one serial killer at this time. Well, I don't know how
0: it ends. Oh, I'm man. only on episode two, but okay. uh, yeah, it seems like it's just one serial killer. And so far, at this point in the doc, we have three victims and all three, two of the victims were patrons of this one midtown bar, very known as like a upscale kind of a gay bar. I don't know if it was a gay bar, but it was an upscale bar where a lot of gay men went called uh, The Townhouse. Ooh. And uh, the third victim wasn't a patron there, but he was kind of like a street hustler who hung out in front of the place, like in the same neighborhood. So, uh, so far, in two episodes in, we feel like it might be uh, an upscale gay da- gay dude who hangs out at this bar and gets uh, dudes drunk and then takes them home and does whatever. And then, oh, there's dismemberment.
2: It's like Dahmer, right? Yeah, Isn't kind that of, Dahmer? Yeah,
0: I mean that was kind of what Dahmer did. You know, I don't think he, Ugh. I don't think he was hanging out at the upscale places. Um, but yeah, just as if gay people don't have enough to deal with, <laughs> they're going to get victimized by their own kind.
2: I'm glad that we're talking about these instances. I know it's disgusting and awful, but I'm just saying like, oh yeah, there of course there were serial killers going after gay people and mm-hmm. I'm glad we're learning about that now and 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 I hope that guy is dead in a fire. Somewhere.
0: Yeah, and I think so far what they're trying to figure out is was this serial killer was he a gay guy who just found easy prey in his own community, or was this a guy who was staunchly anti-gay and was purposefully targeting gay people because he didn't like gay people? I don't know. So wow. they, we don't know which, which one that is yet, but uh, I think it's uh, it's not bingeable yet. It's, they're putting out a new one every week. But, Ugh, uh, but yeah, I hate that. So far, two episodes in, it's uh, pretty, I mean... It's weird. Sometimes I'm in the mood for serial killer docs, which is weird. Like, oh, I'm in the mood for this. And then other yeah. times it's like, oh, this is really depressing. But, you know, if, you, if you're trying to scratch that true crime itch, uh, yeah. this, is, this is a good one. And it's all, um, it kind of made me start watching it based on the current news out of New York. They just caught a serial killer. The Gilgo Beach serial killer, this uh uh Got his name. A 59-year-old architect. Ew. Uh, for, like, the last 10 or 15 years, they've had... And I've, I've done research on this, you know, for other podcasts in the past, but there was an active serial killer on Long Island in New York, and this is the guy they just caught this week. Oh, my so, God. So, yeah, this fucking dude. I mean, they, they, I think maybe... Right now, they've confirmed three victims, but I think it's during this investigation before they caught this guy, I think there was 12 or 15 different bodies... That had been found in the same general area on Long Island, all female sex workers. But uh, yeah, they caught that dude this week. So fuck that guy. Anyway, feel anyway. good. Feel good entertainment.
2: <laughs> boo! Anything to plug? Uh,
0: yeah, we're going on tour, boo. Whoa, we're going on whoa, tour. We're gonna have whoa. a good time. Yeah. Uh, Let's see, where are we going? Do you know where we're going? Yes,
2: we're, we're going. going to Charlotte. We're going to Mobile. We're <sighs> going in...
0: Not going to Charlotte. Uh, that's all right. Uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. <laughs> we're starting on uh, Wednesday, August 16th. We'll be in Wilmington. Uh, August 17th, Columbia, South Carolina. That may be what you were thinking of. Charleston. There it is. Charleston, almost like Charlotte. Charleston's on the 18th of August. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Savannah, Georgia, August 19th. <sighs> Jacksonville, Florida, August 20th. We're going to take a couple of days off and go chill in St. Augustine Beach.
2: Ooh, I've never been.
0: I've never been either. I'm excited about that. Then we uh, get back on it Wednesday, August August 23rd. We'll be in Tampa. Uh August 24th, we'll be in Tallahassee. August 25th, we'll be in Panama City. August 26th, we'll be in Pensacola. Then we wrap it up Sunday, August 27th in Mobile, Alabama. All those tickets available right now at dumbdavestone.com. And uh, as excited as I am about this tour, and I truly am, Uh, It's two of my favorite things coming together. Right. Touring and my boo. So I'm so excited that you're coming with me. We're going to have a blast. But uh, after the tour... We're going to go spend a few days in New Orleans. Hell yeah. Oh boy, one of my favorite cities.
2: Okay, and I realize, guys, I'm already um, preparing myself for the heat. Mm-hmm. I understand that this is probably the hottest time.
0: Yeah, we're going to Florida and New Orleans uh, <laughs> probably at the hottest time of the year. Late August <laughs> in the South is brutal. Yeah,
2: so I'm going to get a fan. Mm-hmm. You know, one get you a
1: little hand fan. Yeah, hand fan, Like you're for a, sure. Like a... A church. You're a church back in the day. Mm -hmm.
2: Yes. And I'm gonna just wear, you know, some flowy stuff Mm -hmm. and just call it a day. We're gonna have fun. It's gonna be great. I've already
0: made reservations at several restaurants in New Orleans. I can't wait. Going back to Koshan. This is amazing. Going to Pesh. This is amazing. We're gonna go to Acme Oyster House. Oh Boy Howdy.
2: I love Uh, how this is. You're more excited about this than the tour. Yeah, I mean, I I truly am. You're like, anyway, these are the dates of the tour. Can we talk about reservations?
0: I love New Orleans so much. I know,
2: me too. Me too. Staying in the
0: French Quarter.
2: I'm going to get my cards read. I don't know by who, probably an amazing gypsy. I don't know. Guys, we'll let you know.
0: But yeah. Gonna have fun. Uh all those dates, uh and tickets available at dumbdavestone Yeah,
2: and I'm coming. Come Please out. come. I'll give come you a hug. Katie. I'm I'm talking into the microphone to tell jokes.
0: Katie will be doing some upright standing comedy. Oh, I will be. And uh, I will yeah, just little be. guest spots. What are you gonna do? About five minute sets? Well,
2: I'm actually doing something different, innovative. Yeah. I haven't told you this. Okay. I'm doing lay down comedy. So I'm just gonna bring, gonna bring
0: a bring a mat. Yeah, it's I have, have to bring down. some
2: mats, you mm-hmm. know, like a bed like thing. I, I think that might be innovation so, yeah gonna have fun
0: <laughs> yeah doing 10 cities in 12 days and uh, it's gonna be a good time
2: it's gonna be awesome
0: uh also uh patreon.com slash dave's kitchen uh, Awesome. that's my new patreon channel and uh just posted yesterday the new video uh for july is macaroni salad teach you how to make some good simple delicious macaroni salad uh two tiers a five dollar tier and a seven dollar tier $5 tier gets you the videos every month, uh, at least one instructional recipe-type video every month. And uh, the $7 tier gets you the videos plus the podcast, uh, one episode every month of me sitting down with a friend, a comedian, a chef, a restaurant worker, maybe a, a nemesis, who knows, in uh, talking all things food. Uh, the current episode up now is... Uh, with you boo katie strandberg
2: i talk about my food That's stuff That's right we talk a about a lot uh, of good recipes on smoothies exactly just so, um,
0: <laughs> yeah uh patreon.com slash dave's kitchen uh come join the fun we're having a good time over there just uh doing all things food i mean talk about what you know get into it mm-hmm. get
2: into it guys
0: Boo! Good times.
2: Oh, it's been lovely speaking with yeah. you.
0: Everything else good? Everything's awesome. Feeling good? What are you doing Feeling the rest of the good? day?
2: Feeling good. Oh man, I'm gonna go to an open microphone. Oh, you're doing that tonight? <gasps> yes. Right on. The titty mic. The titty <laughs> mic. Right on. No, it's only it's only for women. <laughs> okay. There is titties in the title. Uh huh. So we'll see. Yep. I'll let you know how it goes. All
0: right. All right. So, okay. Yeah. 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 Titty mic.
2: Titty mic. Yeah. And you have the Braves.
0: Titty Mike sounds like a, a guy with an unhealthy obsession. Anyway.
2: Hey, I'm welcome to Titty Mike.
0: Uh, that's me, man. That's just how I am. I'm Titty Mike. Everybody knows that. I love folks Boo, we'll talk to you soon.
2: Oh, thank you guys for listening. We love you. Mike.
1: Thank you.